Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands. I'm your host, Laura Max Rose, and I'm joined today by Carrie Henry. Carrie is one of my fellow mom-bassadors, and she is also the owner of Wine and Bites with Carrie. You guys heard me talk a few episodes back about how I was taking a little break from the weekday wine. I kind of realized that after a while, that even one glass, um, or sometimes two, that I was having was making me feel like I was a college kid totally hung over the next day when I was trying to take care of my kids because I just don't have the bandwidth to lag behind right now, it seems. I guess I'm getting older. Um, but I decided to take a break and just recollect myself, um, figure out what it is that I wanted and how I was going to go about accomplishing that and just reconnect with me. Um, and sometimes for me, that requires not drinking for a little while. So I did that. And now, even though I am having my wine again, it's been a different experience. I'm making sure when I do, I drink lots of water every day and just do all the things that I need to do to take care of myself so that I don't feel horrible the next day and impatient and all of the things that come with drinking wine when you are in your early 30s and also have two kids. Um, all the things that we really can't afford because life is fast and requires all of our energy. And sometimes it just costs more than it's worth, if you will. So um, I'm certainly not perfect. I love to go out and have a great time just like everybody else. But I also just try to be more mindful about the process. Carrie has an amazing spin on that. Um, her company Wine and Bites with Carrie sells clean crafted wine from Scout and Cellar and has changed the way she goes about drinking wine and um, the way she looks at what she's putting into her body. So without any further ado, I'm going to welcome Carrie onto the show. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. So Carrie, let's start off talking about your journey around this. You used to have like a glass or two or of wine at night and you had all the side effects I just described, right? Exactly. Yeah. It made you feel cranky, irritable. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I feel like you basically described my journey too. And I, I think a lot, I think that taking that break is great as well. Before I start on the wine, I think it's really important. We focus on, you know, ourselves and that self-care. And if we need to take a break, take a break. Um, it's, you know, I think a lot of moms like that pregnancy, you stop drinking and then, and then you know, you oh get right God. back into it. And Can I think, we, yeah, I, you're deprived of this thing for so long. Yeah. And then it's like, give me all the wine and you start drinking so much more than yes. you did before. That's what happened with me. Yes. Yeah. So alcohol in general, if you know, at any point you feel like, you know, I need to take a break or do whole 30 or I support everybody in that, in that realm. And I've done it myself, even being in the wine business. And I think that's an amazing decision to do. However, if you, you know, you do want to enjoy your wine. You do want to have a couple of glasses in the evening or, you know, your Tuesday wine or your celebration wine. It's so great that this company exists and it's a two-year old startup. And um, immediately when they started, I, I got involved a few months after they started and really just the business, the the idea behind it is what just amazed me is that, you know, everything I'm seeing on Netflix, all these documentaries, everything is about transparency and doing better. And I heard when I heard about this company, I'm like, oh my goodness, we have a company, um, something that's going on in a wine industry that a lot of us don't know what's happening with additives. And we don't have labels on bottles. No of labels are, you know, are required to, they're not required to tell you all the ingredients in there. And a lot of people just want to blame the sulfites or, you know, or themselves or they don't know. And so 
Isn't it virtually impossible to have a sulfite-free wine too? Yeah, I mean, you you have to have those sulfites in there, um, and sulfites are naturally occurring. But in the winemaking process, it's just not. Um, whenever you're having to go into mass production, they're needing to use more and more to keep it, you know, from bacteria growth to keep you know it safe. And so, with with ours, everything is um, made by hand, and or sorry, the, the grapes are picked by hand, and it's just a, a smaller process, smaller batch wines, and so there isn't as need as as many sulfites. So where mass-produced wines, I won't get into so many technical things, but mass-produced wine has between 250 to 300 parts per million of sulfites. Majority of Scout and Cellar wines have uh, less than 100 parts per million and most are less than 50. So really only one to 3% of the population has an actual sulfite allergy, but um, that's really just all that people know to say. It's like, I think it's the sulfites or the histamines and so forth. And there's been some other products that come out to, to relieve that in, in wine, but I'm like, just buy a better wine. And I, I also say, you know, if you, whatever you love, stick with what you love. But if you ha- have these weird issues going with, going on with wine, when you drink it, check us out or, you know, ask a friend. A lot of us don't have friends that are sommeliers, you know, and, um, to ask what are these really great wines and don't have the budget to buy them. So this right. company is bringing it to, you know, into homes where a company where, um, moms can can find that they could even do this kind of business themselves and um spread the message and it's so it's so fun and you know it's like you can talk about it at a dinner party you could talk about it you know in the corporate world and it, it's great but it's really changed the wine drinking game and i i keep saying moms but for anybody really and it's a lot of um, our parents you know and their friends are finding that this is really beneficial to them and if they're trying to cut out their sugars or going towards, you know, for the keto diet for Alzheimer's or some other reason, my father-in-law is actually doing that. They have to stick, they're, they're having to stay in ketosis or they're having to um, check their blood sugar levels. And that's getting a little technical, but they're able to drink this wine and they're not getting out of, knocked out of ketosis and they're not, it's not spiking their blood sugar. So it's really cool. Well, even, I mean, I was just at the pediatrician with my daughter, Violet, and this was several months ago. And he even just casually said to me, like, I hope you're having a glass of wine tonight. And and I hear that at the pediatrician so often, whichever doctor I end up seeing in my practice, because motherhood and wine go together. That's what we talk about all the time. But what's ironic about that is when we're in our early 20s, when most of us aren't mothers yet, um, it's easier for us to digest to, to, to have more of it and to digest it and to be able to function the next day. And you're struggling as a, as a mother, often in your late twenties, early thirties or later thirties. And you do this thing that's supposed to make you feel better. And so often it's like the downfall and the backlash of, of this really simple action, like having a glass of wine. I'm not talking about drinking the whole bottle. I will have one glass and the next day I'm just dragging and I can't afford to do that anymore. It's like make or break. I just can't drag. I have too many things to do. So it's so cool to think about, you know, putting something, a type of wine in your body, if you're going to drink it, that actually is cleaner and that actually doesn't make you feel that way. Um, and your journey was similar. You were drinking regular wine, if you will, and not really thinking too much about the contents. And you just completely stopped for, I think, a couple of years. Was right. that what you told me? Right. I mean, not completely stopped. No, I was no. Just, it just had to, I had to make some sort of change. And my, I mean, it was like my kids were one and three at the time and they were waking up all through the night. I'm like, this is not worth oh, it. Oh no, I'm you like, can't do it. Like when you're drinking and like your kid wakes up, it's the worst thing ever. And we've all been there. Yes. You know, we've all been there. So you started working um, for Scout and Cellar and um, this sort of has been huge for you in, in your journey of personal develop, development. You're an entrepreneur, you're working, you've you've learned so much you've told me about as far as building your life 
um, and making sure that you are in the right mindset every day to be able to start ha- to have a business and to have your children and take care of your family and all the things that you do. And you've talked to me about instilling those things in your children. You told me you didn't come from a family where this was a priority. You didn't talk about therapy or personal development or any of those things. And now you're sharing those things with your children. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. I mean, in this journey, I've been doing this for two years and I've realize, you know, you have to get up in front of people to do a, a, a wine tasting and you have all kinds of different crowds and you, you get more, I mean, you have to really, to get up in front and talk it's in front vulnerable. of people, it's very vulnerable and it's like a form of public speaking and, you know, everybody has their eyes on you and then you got to, you know, really kind of ask questions and overcome no's and close the sale and all, you know, it's sales and it's, and it's speaking and it's, you know, talking about something new and and different and not everybody might want to receive the information we're putting out there about this. And so, um, it taught me a lot and you have to really, it's a mindset game, you know, with, with sales and with a startup and with growing a business. And, um, and so, yeah, I had to really kind of think, okay, if I want to, you know, really keep this going, I got to really get in the right frame of mind. And as I was doing that, and, um, I'm an entrepreneur in other ways, I've, you know, working on some other projects too, Um, I had to really, you know, I'm so busy and I have such, so much to do during the day while, after I dropped them off at school and my mornings got really hectic and I just was really, you know, even after having felt fine about with the wine part, I still was just on edge too with like other stressors that day. I didn't need, you know, wine hangovers to, to add to that. But, but yeah, so, um, I, I really had to think about, okay, what do I need to do? Um, I'm learning more about gratitude and other tricks for mindset and um, in applying that to my business, something called the power of one, I really, really have benefited from. And then something else I can go into where I wrote down a quote called dare to suck and um, all those things. I'm like, okay, this is really helping me. And I'm like, you know, when they're having a meltdown or whenever they're not wanting to put their shoes on in the morning to get out the door. I need to figure out how to apply these things I'm learning from my business to parenting. And, um, and actually I'm doing more public speaking on this and unrelated to wine, but, um, on a, like a five-step process for kind of solving these little problems, big and small. And so all of this has to do with, yeah, that, that mindset shift, mindset shift and, um, really like practicing what I preach to my parenting too and my kids too and so I don't know for an for example you know they get up and you teach them you know okay how are you going to look at the day like let's say it's raining and muggy outside um are we going to look and be like oh it's it's so gross outside and it's raining it's gonna be a terrible day or are we going to look at it and be like you know it's raining the, the plants are getting watered. It's like, I can snuggle up. I can wear my new rain jacket. I can, you know, and you can just teach them how to shift that thinking and you make it really simple and kind of fun. And then you say, okay, do you want to go into your day at school thinking that first example or the second example, you know, and they always say the second one, I'm like, which one? Yeah. Which one's going to make your day great. And which one's going to make it better. So you, how old are your children? So they're now six and eight. So you're able to really engage them in this yeah, process. It's in it, exactly. And so I know yours, you're at a different stage and, um, you know, I think even then, like waking up, I just up, say, we get to wear our raincoat today. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to ask her. <laughs> She's yes. gonna, but for those with younger kids out there, that's one way of, of, yeah. of instilling gratitude. Find, just a look outside. Can we, like we're, we, well, there's a shower outside. Exactly. Yeah. And find the joy in like the littlest things, even in like that. And you can even like, we can kind of say like pre-frame them. 
um, like an attorney would before they get in front of a court, you know, in front of right. the jury. And so, you know, pre-frame your kids even and you say, even the night before, like, tomorrow's going to be such a great day. We're going to wake up. And, and when they're little, they still understand, they hear that excitement in your oh, voice Oh, it's so too. exciting for them what they're going to do the next day. Mm-hmm. They get so excited. They always, I, I always find like kids really do need something to look forward to. It gives them structure. Imagine mm-hmm. you're a little kid. You don't know what's coming up around the corner. Your parents are running your lives for you. And if you can just give them an idea of like, we're going to go on this trip in a few months, like it's something for them to count down to. It's so exciting for them to know what's around the corner. And I always try at the end of the day to tell Selma, like, these are the exciting things that are happening tomorrow. And she gets excited to go to sleep and excited to wake up. And every day is like that. You know, even for us adults, we just have to take the action of looking at it. You were telling me earlier that gratitude not only has helped you in your mindset, but it also helped you when you were diagnosed with something called SIBO. So I've heard of SIBO. I know people who've been diagnosed with it. And some of our listeners obviously probably don't. So will you explain what SIBO is and then tell us about how gratitude actually helped you overcome it, which is an incredible story? Yeah, it's really funny. So I met um, at a tasting, I met um, a a friend, this, this girl, Jennifer Meter, and she's a functional nutritionist, and which I didn't really know what that was, you know. It's Someone who could... helps you use food essentially to heal your body. Yes, yeah. And, um, and, and she really, you know, she did, however, do, she sent me some test kits and so forth that I took at home and sent in, and um, she got some results back after, you know, speaking with me, and, and she, you know, pretty much guessed that it was going to be SIBO, which stands for a small intestinal bowel obstruction or something, you know, it's like something's enough. not moving yeah. through there. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so basically, you know, she's like, okay, uh, it, it looks like you have, this is, this is really evident through these tests. And she said, but one of the things that I'm seeing is that you, you're releasing high CO2, you know, your, your CO2 release is really high. And funny enough, like that's, that's caused from stress. And I mean, I wasn't going to deny that. Like, I mean, I'm pretty like stre- yeah, the root cause of so many of our health problems. Yeah. I'm actually, I've, t- I've taken like those, um, personality tests. One of them was, um, it's not the Meyer, right. But one of those personality tests, some, one, one, of those. Of, one of those and, um, where they, my like top five strengths, it's a strengths finder, I think. So mine is like futuristic and, um, I'm an includer and I'm strategic and I'm, um, I'm ideation. And so like futuristic, like those who live, there's like the really strong quote, but like those who live in the future, um, they have a little more stress and anxiety because, you know, of of what's to come. And then those who live in the past, they are kind of can be or geared more towards depression and so forth. And so those who live in the present have show more gratitude and have, you know, have more happiness. And so anyways, I'm very futuristic and I'm like, I do have a lot of anxiety to what's to come. And I think growing up with a father who's a physician and just always like, oh, like things are very technical when things are yeah, black and my white, my kids are going to die. You know, like right. all this stuff, like all motherhood has been a big stressor for me. And so I'm like, like, yeah, pretty much I could see that, that being released in my body CO2. And so she said, you know, he, I could put you on a program and, um, there's supplements and there's a food, you know, program we can get you on and all that. But, you know, let's start with this. And she handed me this, uh, five minute journal and it's a, a gratitude journal. And um, you essentially, it starts with a really a great quote and then list three things that you're, you know, that you're grateful for today. And then um, list, you know, write something that, that, that can make today great. And then um, what's your kind of affirmation for the day? You know, I am blank, you know, and then in the evening you can go and fill it in and then you just say like, what are three great things that happened today? And so just that like small practice 
is just so powerful and it really did help my stress level surprisingly as I was going into a big trip that was coming up that I was just in my head coming up with all the things that are going to go wrong and they haven't even happened yet you know and and so it really calmed me down it really made me stand back and appreciate the little things and my family and I mean just all kinds of stuff and they're like you know if you can't think of anything just write down like I'm thankful for, you know, this pen that I'm writing with, you know, yeah. most people don't have as you take pens to Africa for me, thing, you know, like, right, all the people uh, who came together to make this pen. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's just, and that's just not something again, like my family really, not that they, I mean, we were raised by amazing parents, and maybe they did teach us these things, and I wasn't listening as a kid. But um, it's just kind of, we've been so busy, it's been forgotten or not taught. And so I'm like, oh, man, I really, this has been so impactful for me. I've got to remember to talk about this with my kids. You know, yeah. it's just, we do all these adulting things, and we forget to come down to their level and just teach them, you know, practice what we preach, and then also preach what we're practicing too, I, to I our kids. I think when we do it, too, they take such a note of that. Our kids really, yeah. they 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 embody, they do what we're doing. And when we're grateful, they feel grateful. And it's just an inherent part of their lives if, our, if their parents feel gratitude. The other thing that I love about gratitude is that the more grateful you are, the more goodness comes into your life. So like, you know, I read this Louise Hay, she's an author who I'm sure many have heard of. She passed away um, several years ago, but she wrote this book called You Can Heal Your Life, which was like the first book ever written about affirmations. It's where we get so many of the things we talk about today. And I feel like she was one of the founders of the modern day gratitude movement, if you will. And she talks about, you know, when she writes, when she pays her bills every month that she just says like a prayer of gratitude, you know, I'm so grateful that I can pay for a service that helps me keep the lights on, that helps me have water, that I have all of this water. I'm so grateful for all the people who've provided it to me. And then she'd put her check in the mail Mm -hmm. or as we would do today, we would pay the bill online. Um, And it just helped me change my mindset so much around things like that. That even the things that bother us, like we can look at them like, how lucky are we to be able to just pay a bill to have all of this TV coming in through our our television set and not think of it as like, oh, like another thing I have to pay for. And the more I did that, the more of those things came into my life. And I try to do that now, you know, when I am feeling anxious or when I'm feeling depressed, just to look at what's in my life today, what's in front of me. And I find that if I'm grateful for the simplest thing, like a fresh bottle of water in front of me that I didn't pay for, it was given to me by the studio where we're recording this, mm-hmm. more of those things come in my life, especially, you know, if I'm anxious about money, I talk, I think about all the things that I have and all the things that I've been able to purchase with money. And it just changes, it not only changes my mindset, but it also changes the things that I think are coming into my life. Yeah. And as parents, it can be a just barrage, I think, of things to be stressed about. All of a sudden, you're at the doctor's office more than you ever thought you would be. There's a lot of stuff that creeps up on you. My three-year-old broke her arm when I had just gotten home from the hospital with my newborn baby. And you're sitting in urgent care like two days postpartum when you never imagined you would be there. And like, there's just stuff that you have to rally for. And it can be very easy to get caught up in like, why is this happening to me? Plus, you're exhausted. Um, So having that sort of active gratitude practice, I think, makes all the difference. And it sounds like it's made a very big difference in your life. Yeah, I think also, you know, faith, gratitude. One of the big things that also has been like, quote unquote, weird for me to to, to start is um, waking up before my kids. I've always wanted to do that my oh, whole life. Oh, you like the third guest I've had on here who's been talking about how <laughs> oh my important gosh. that is. I would wake up like as they woke up and we were all trying, I'm trying to get ready. They're trying. And so I've started waking up before my kids. What and then is that? I, what time? So I, um, 
I feel like we're, we're, we go to bed late and we wake up late, but, um, I, my, my older daughter, she is, she's so funny. She's just like her dad. My little one's like me, but she, we set her alarm for like 645 schools. We have to be at school at like 730. So it's pretty, you know. Oh yeah. We're racing. (laughs) I get it. I like your style. Uh, 45 minutes from wake up to it's school. And I don't make the lunches the day before. So anyways, but, (laughs) um, yeah. So she, she like pops right up because, you know, I told her, I was like, you want to watch TV in the mornings? Well, you got to get up earlier than everybody else and you got to go and do that. Yeah. I've just, I, I did not think that she would buy that. And then she's been doing it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a kid oh, that no, watches no, TV in the morning. But it's fine because I'm like, then, you know, you can have that time alone. And she, that's her like alone time. And that's, she feels so big and she goes and turns it on herself. Anyways, but I, when I get up, I've started, you know, doing this like morning meditation thing, which I just always felt like that was such a weird word and such a, like a, like a hippie word to do this meditation. And it has changed my life. I mean, and I, I wake up and I, you know, I focus on being happy and being healthy. And I, I heard from somebody else who, and I've just kind of copied their mantra, but happy and healthy and wealthy and kind and wealthy can mean a lot of different things. But, and you, you see each of those things and what happiness means. I see myself smiling and I see my husband and, and I happy and I see my kids happy and me being patient in the mornings and all that. And I see my, my brain healthy and my body healthy and everything flowing right. And my arms strong, all this, like whatever. And then wealthy and I have this um I have a a goal for fundraising for my niece we're trying to you know raise money for her treatment and so I like I see that money given and um and then a goal of money I want to make you know each month and I see that like being direct deposited into my account you know like I see those things I feel what it's going to feel like and all these it sounds so weird but you know I'm I'm manifesting those things you know and then you know in kindness and so I I I think about being kind to my children and and using that money to give to the charities all the charities I want to give to and accept all the gala invites I get invited to and all that and all the differences I can make in the world because of the money and all that and so I feel it and and then that helps me go and wake up and go into their room and be more patient in the morning and those like limited minutes I have to get them to school I'm so much calmer in the mornings and everything and then I'm manifesting those things and my goals have just I mean I've been killing it more lately by doing that and making that space and not getting up and checking my phone right when I wake up instead I go into that a quiet room I go into the guest bedroom and I do this because it has to be like a different place and then I've taken all that and I've always heard like do a vision board and well I don't want to, I haven't, like, our printer never works, and I don't have glue. This is such an easy way. You just sit down well, and you so visualize I do that, but yeah. I also used pic collage, and I put, I made my vision board. I down, I Googled a bunch of these different things. I'm like, I have a picture of, like, Bali and Peru. Like, I want to travel. She's showing me the pic collage. Yeah, right and I'm like, so I have cool. a picture of a runner, and it says, I am a runner. And we have a picture of, a, like, a house in Galveston. I mean, I'm not going to tell you all these things. But, and, um, <laughs> it's personal, but, and I put them in this, like, photo grid, and then I saved it as the wallpaper on my phone. And... I now see this vision board every day instead of like going into a room and physically seeing it. I wasn't even doing it. I have that there and it just makes me and release these happy endorphins during the day and like see my goals. So, so before I, I know that's a hu- totally different tangent. Sorry. No, 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 no. Before I met my husband, I made a vision board that had all these engagement rings on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was tired. My best friend said to me, Laura, I'm just tired of the schmoes. You know, like Joe, like I had dated a lot of people who just were not anything that I would ever describe as what I wanted, but I kept, I was just you know, not, not consistently visualizing, I guess you could say what that was. So I, um, 
I took a little break from dating and I made these vision boards and they had not just engagement rings and marriage on them, but they also had just ideas of the life that I wanted and the type of man that I wanted to be with. And by type of man, I don't mean personality traits. I mean the way that that person made me feel and the type of relationship that I felt with them. So people who are happy and joyful and um, loving one another and people thought I was probably nuts but I had I did go on one date with someone before I met my husband who saw the board so there's like this woman with all these engagement rings <laughs> on these posters um, like but anyway flag, I did flag. end up meeting my husband a month later so there's definitely something to that and I think when we look at what we at when we, when we look at what it is that we want consistently and we have the imagery in front of us it can really help us manifest that life my yeah. husband's also running, he's running for Harris County attorney right now. And today is the big ballot draw where they, they figure out who's going to be first on the ballot, because obviously that definitely has an effect on how many votes you get. Some people don't know who the candidates are, so they're just going to go for the person who's first on the ballot. So they do a drawing. If you didn't know this, I, just I did learned. not. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just seeing Ben Rose as number one, seeing his name, <laughs> number one on the ballot. I think there's really some magic to that. You and, can uh, spread that energy to others. And I'm trying yeah. to teach, you know, I, as I said, my parents didn't do all this and I'm trying to really teach my mom and dad to really like manifest these this this for our for their grandchild for my niece uh, anyways but but yeah like we're we're really you know it's it's a really new quote-unquote concept for people to to think and trust and I I got it from that think and grow rich book you know yeah. um and um and it's it really truly it's not just about rich can mean so many different things and like just like wealth and rich you know and so it's um it really teaches you the power of our minds and how much we can that this sounds so incredibly ridiculous to so many people and they're so you it know, really shouldn't it, it I mean, really shouldn't and, pretty... and it with the, how people have healed themselves through you know traditional and you know for, through yes medicine but through also their minds out and you know and just how much again like just like you saw with like the co2 and the stress you know and yeah. that yes like 100 percent, i'm so thankful that there are medications out there for stress and anxiety and all that but you know let's combine that with you know with helping our mindset shift and just happiness and you know and all that so it's it's really powerful and i think it definitely can be applied to business growth and it can be applied to parenting and and you know, and I think, um, you know, that is really, I'm just so thankful too that, that I have, that that has been introduced into my life and that now I'm starting to surround myself with people like you, people like, you know, that believe in these things and that are growing their other women entrepreneurs that are growing their businesses in this way. And it's also hanging out with, you know, and, and circling yourself with those peers that, that believe in that same mindset that is huge. And that's something that we can also model to our children and teach them as they grow up and they start getting to different crowds of friends and, and so forth, you know, is that, you know, who, who do you want to surround yourself with? And I, obviously like we heard that as kids <laughs> and like, you know, I'm sure it's gonna be the exact same thing, but maybe they'll, they'll kind of pick up on that as we, as we go. So you start living on different planes and wavelengths of life and you attract the people who believe what you believe. And I think of my life, you know, 10 years ago, I was in a very different space. I guess you could say I had somewhat, somewhat of a spiritual awakening and everything started to change for me very quickly. And I know that a lot of people still live their lives every day the way that I did 10 years ago, but I just don't see them or know them anymore. It's almost like I live somewhere else. It's like another part of the planet. And we really do attract the people who are doing things the way we're doing them. So the people around you are just reflecting what you believe back to you. It doesn't mean they're necessarily right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But the fact that you talk about, you know, you see people talking about gratitude all the time now and before you didn't. Um, and, and the more we put into practice in our lives what it is that we want, the more we find people who believe it. And um, if we want to be drinking clean wine, we find people who offer it. So uh, before we wrap up, I want to know um, if people do want to get some of that clean wine into their pantry or wine fridge, if you will, um, where can they get it from you? Yeah. So, I mean, we obviously have independent consultants everywhere. If you have a friend that sells it, please go and talk to them. Or you can find me at, um, wine and bites with My Instagram is great though. Cause I can, I'm posting all the time about different wines we feature and just kind of stuff like this though, to like motivational stuff and self-care stuff. And I'm putting some more of that out there, but that's, um, Carrie, K-E-R-I underscore Henry. And, um, yeah, I have carryhenry.com too, is a new website I'm working on to, I'm kind of phasing into that as well to cover all the, my missions and, and life and just more than just, um, wine and bites, bites is in quotes, meaning other bites of information. So, you know, there'll be lots of different things coming in 2020. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to 2020 for you and for all of us. Thank you, you so too. much for being my and guest your husband. Yes. I'm so excited for him. We're going to have some victories in 2020. I'm excited. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, thank you again for joining me. You've been listening to Look Ma No Hands. I'm your host, Laura Max Rose. You can follow me on Instagram for all the updates about who's coming up on the show at Laura Max Rose. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone. Mom, mom, mom.